Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in John chapter 12, verse 28. And this verse is part of a text that we already did a devotion on. In fact, it was our previous devotion, chapter 12, verses 27 through 36. But after listening to and reviewing it, I did make a small reference to what we're going to talk about today, but I didn't spend as much time on it as I should have. Before we jump into this, I want to thank the Family Leader for being our 2023 Daily Dose Devotion sponsor. You can learn more about them in the announcements at the end of this devotion, and as always, thank you to the family leader for their support. So the main thrust of our previous devotion was that Jesus is telling people that they need to come to faith in him before it's too late. They need to walk in the light while the light is with them. He's speaking of himself. And we, living in this era, after the resurrection, before the end times, need to also be taking advantage of every opportunity as we walk in the light to either receive the gospel, if we haven't yet, or to make sure that we're promoting the gospel to people who haven't received it yet. In focusing on this, I kind of blew over a really important part of this text. In verse 27, Jesus is speaking. He says, Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Jesus knows that he is going to die soon. In fact, we're less than a week away from his crucifixion at this point in the text. And the thought of it troubles him. As he's talking about this, he asks a rhetorical question. He says, my soul is troubled, so what shall I say? Shall I say, Father, save me from this hour? The obvious answer that Jesus implies to this question is, of course not. Of course I shouldn't ask the Father to save me from this hour because this is the exact purpose that I have come so that I might die. So instead of saying, Father, save me from this hour, I say, Father, glorify your name. We're going to see something like this again in the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus is praying. One text says that he's praying so fervently, he's so deeply troubled that he's sweating blood. At one level, he does not want to go through with this. The scourging, the crown of thorns, the crucifixion, the sin of the world being heaped on him, the separation from his father, all of it necessary so that he could be an adequate sacrifice, an adequate atonement for sin. When he says, if there's any way to remove this cup from me, let's do that. But if not, then your will be done. Not only is this an heroic look at our Savior and our Redeemer, there's something about this attitude, this submission that Jesus has toward his Father that we should integrate into our hearts and minds as we go through our lives facing things that are undesirable. Now, I don't mean to suggest that anything, even the worst thing that any of us has experienced, even comes close to what Jesus was experiencing here when he says his soul is troubled. We're talking about next level cosmic soul trouble, something like likes of which no other human has ever even come close to experiencing. But we do face trouble. We do face hardship. We experience pain deep in our soul. And if Jesus experiencing this to an exponentially greater degree than any of us ever will, can in the midst of it say, Father, glorify your name, then we ought to aim toward being able to say, Father, glorify your name during the difficulties of our lives as well. I know a woman, a dear friend of our family and my parents for many years who has walked with the Lord and who is coming to the end of her life. It might be too early to say she's on her deathbed, but things are failing and she likely won't be around a lot longer. 
thinking about her now has caused me to think about myself when I'm in that position. Laying on my deathbed with the days of my life coming to an end, will I be able to genuinely say, Lord, my soul is troubled. We weren't made to die. This isn't something the logistics of which I want to go through, but Father, glorify your name in the midst of this. We were down at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention last week. I did several podcast interviews. You can hear them over on the Conversations podcast. One of them was with a gal named Jenny Levitt, who's written a book about how the Lord was faithful to her and her husband and their son after their other son was killed in a car accident. And she didn't say it with these exact words, but as she told her story and as I got to know her, even in the midst of this deep, painful loss, the yearning and the cry of her heart in many ways has been, Father, glorify your name. That is to say, I don't know why this is happening. I don't know why you allowed it. I don't know what good you're possibly going to bring out of it. And frankly, when it comes to losing a child, it's causing more pain than most of what most humans go through. But despite the fact that I don't know all the answers, despite the fact that I'd rather not be going through this right now, I trust you, Father, that you've got a plan, it's perfect, that you are good all the time, and that somehow this is working out according to your good purposes. And it's even working out for my good. Father, glorify your name. I don't know what kind of undesirable circumstances you're facing in your life today. Mine, by comparison to the examples I've given, are pretty small, maybe mere annoyances rather than hardships. But in the midst of whatever it is that we're going through that we wish we weren't, as followers of Christ, indwelled by the Holy Spirit, are we able to release these things, remind ourselves that God is on the throne, that he knows and he cares and he's doing good things despite the fact that they don't feel good all the time? Can we acknowledge that he is doing what he is doing because it accords with his will? All of this reminds me of one of the most transformative Bible verses I remember learning in college, Psalm 115.3 says this, Our God is in the heavens and he does whatever pleases him. Some people interpret that to mean that God is this arrogant, self-absorbed egomaniac who just does whatever he wants without regard for how it affects us. And there's some truth in that because he does do whatever he wants. But whatever he wants is also in line with what is good for us. And let me tell you something, when we peel the onion back, we'd rather serve a God like that than some God with an inferiority complex who is looking to something higher than himself to be fulfilled. No, our God is in the heavens and he does whatever he pleases and that is very, very good. And it's why even on our worst day, even when our soul is troubled, we can say, Father, I trust you. And would you continue to glorify yourself today in my circumstances as you have throughout eternity? Lord, help that to be the genuine prayer and response from our hearts toward you, no matter how hard it gets. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify Podcasts, or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at ChristianCrusaders.org, where you can can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast airing on stations around the world since 1936 and where you can listen to our conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. 
We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.